Let's start that. G'day and welcome back. We are the Greendale Human Podcasters, now coming at you from the land of tomorrow. Okay, different catchphrase number 50. Remember, I have the power to give it, I have the power to take it away, because I do the editing. Good thing to say, I hate you both for making me not be able to be with the show. So bad. Why do you hate Annie? Say I love the disco fighter. Woo! <laughs> for the sugar Bring bear. the sugar bear. Oh, I'll take it. As Podlord, I get fine. So, is that how this works? Brilliant. You know what's fantastic about that? The timing worked out ah. perfectly. <laughs> uh, drag and drop, mate. So, drag and drop. That's it. It all just works. Um, so, first off, uh, as you would have heard then, uh, it is just the three of us. Uh, myself, Jack, I will be the host as well as the lovely Sugar Bear. And we have what is turning into a regular guest, the lovely Lewis Matthews and his dulcet, dulcet tones. <laughs> How's it good, going? Mate, good, how are you? Good, thank you for uh, for coming on at at late notice. Oh, it's a pleasure. You know, um, I, I enjoyed last time and looking forward to this one even more. Yeah, we, we have scheduled you for a couple of weeks, although that is being pushed back a week because, as you can probably tell... We're going to do Futurama this week. Um, unfortunately, um, Matt couldn't be here. He told us on Friday night that he, he wouldn't be able to record this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, they had to, to put down one of their one of their dogs. So that was incredibly sad. Uh, and he wasn't going to be right. And he said to to push on and, and put something out, but he wasn't going to. He didn't want to hold us back with. Uh, modern warfare that we had planned for this week so we're going to do that next week when he is in a much better headspace um all our thoughts uh obviously to to them because it's it's a very sad and losing a member of their little family there um so matt we're thinking of you uh and your lovely your lovely wife um we've obviously given him yeah. lots of condolences and lots of messages of support over the last couple of days but we will uh, yeah, we will definitely. push on at his request, um, but we will uh, we will bring the mood back up a little bit from uh, starting off a low point. Um, how have you been, guys? <laughs> Anyone? Oh, sorry. Yep, ticking away during lockdown. Sorry, lock, I don't know if, uh, if you've been keeping up with the Melbourne lockdown, but uh, it's put ourselves into such a state of panic and pause that uh, apparently I forgot that my mouth works. So, yeah, no, all, all good, mate. Soldiering it's hard to talk through. with the masks. Oh, yeah, hard to, hard to do much, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a must-do. I've actually got, so masks are quite hard for me to wear um, because of a beard. Right, and masks just push up mm. into your eyes, and so I've actually made a. Well, my girlfriend made a mask that perfectly fits over my beard. Um, so yeah, I've been in, in enjoying wearing that recently because now I can see. Oh, that's lovely. See, I don't have that problem with uh, the the entire lack of hair situation that I've got going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I certainly don't have that problem. Uh, last week we were gloating because Victoria was not in lockdown and. Uh, Queensland was just going into lockdown. Um, they had just gone into a lockdown. It is currently 3.59 um, oh, over so here on Sunday afternoon. And Brad is about to come out of lockdown in literally <laughs> any second now. 
So you might lose it for the episode. You might just run over the hills like Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Brisbane's alive. However, <laughs> Melbourne is now back in lockdown. <laughs> so after me giving him shit last week, we are back in lockdown. And yeah, so is, was I. <laughs> my computer hasn't ticked over yet. I was waiting for it to tick over just in the But yes, yes, Brad is pretty much out of lockdown right now. <laughs> so uh, we didn't quite right. time that one well enough. Happy Freedom Day. It's just ticked yes, over my yes, computer. Well done, Brad. Out of lockdown now. So all that means for me is I now have to go into the office for work instead of working from home. So yay me. I don't know. <laughs> um. Otherwise, yeah, it's just been a bit of a quiet week. <laughs> I, I had, I did have something to add on our review of uh, last, uh, the last episode. Um, my, given my disdain and um, of the episode, I, uh, I thought I should um, clarify and say that I wish um, Chang's uh, dark angel or dark elf would be in last week's episode. So then I wouldn't have been able to watch it in Australia. So that would have saved me all of the time and ha- and heartache of watching that episode. <laughs> well, you're still gonna have to watch it because uh, we're, we're gonna get. Yes, but I've heard the, the I've heard the one with with the dark angel, uh, dark elf, is actually a very good episode. Dark elf. Yeah, it is. Really good anti-bullying. Good message. Uh, Lou, how have you been since uh, since we last spoke? What twenty something weeks ago, almost? Uh, what's happened in the last twenty weeks? Uh, three lockdowns have happened. Um, but maybe other than that, yeah. Until our next recording. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just bringing back every every time there's a lockdown, I'll come back and do a feature. Um, no, I've been good, mate. Like I've managed to pick up a little bit of uh, film and editing work again, so I'm back in my main industry, which is nice. Um, obviously, that's at a bit of a stall now with lockdown. Um, but yeah, you know, as long as everyone's still breathing, as long as everyone's still alive and knocking around, uh, then I guess you, that's you know, right. it's all good, right? Yeah, that's it. Maybe you and I should go check out the Greendale Thunderdome. Well, on that one, we're uh, we're almost back to uh, well, we can't quite go to the pub, but football's almost back for me and you, Lou, which is which is very exciting. That's I'm sure preseason friendlies, and we're back next week, I think, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure no good for audio listeners, but I just had a little mini celebration to myself. Um, yeah, so, this 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 good. Saturday against uh, one of the teams I hate most in the Premier League, Everton. Yes. So. But hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, we uh, get off to a good start. And uh, opening day is never good for us. But oh no, <laughs> it's always awful. But it'll be. Good. I was looking forward. Kick around in the park, couple of beers with your mates, footy on. It's gonna be perfect. Unless yeah. we're unless lockdown's extended. Unless we're still in lockdown. But uh, yes, very much looking forward to kicking a ball in the park and uh, seeing everyone from the, the Saints supporters in Melbourne again and, and getting to the pub and having some beers again and watching some football. It's uh it's been lonely watching watching just football in the house. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the kick in the park's going to be interesting because uh, I'd say that maybe out of about 20 of us, maybe two or three people are maybe fit enough to <laughs> kick a ball around the park. Um, so I think, uh, you know, it's going to be... Luckily, my girlfriend's a doctor. She's going to be there with a first aid kit, so she'll be will be looked after. Defibrillator? Has she got a personal defibrillator there? Oh, mate, she'll bring all the tricks. It's fine. <laughs> might, There's we might been need it. mentions of a few heart attacks, so I'm sure I'm sure we'll be all right. Now, um, how's your football going this weekend, Brad? I saw that the uh, the Broncos had a good loss for Matt, so I'll just rub that salt in the wound. Um, they did. They ripped did. that bandaid off nice and quick. But the Storm had a good win last week, last night. So seventeen on the trot for the for the yeah. Melbourne Storm. Uh, they had a bit so of a shocker last night. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I didn't even yeah. bother Smash trying it. to watch it. Um, looked like it was a bit bit of a weak weak performance. So yeah, keep keep tripping up around the um, bottom eight sides, which is a little bit. Um, Frustrating, to say the least. Yeah. Okay. We are the Lions are playing in. Lions are playing in Perth tonight, so that's like a five o'clock game. So <laughs> shit, we better get on with it so I can watch it. <laughs> no, it's all right. Well, we will. Uh, I will. I will come in at whatever time we finish. But yes, yeah, so it is on it's on this afternoon. So looking forward. Well. I'm not really looking forward to that one. We haven't been playing very well, so we will see how that one goes. You guys, are we going to study Spanish or keep getting involved in each other's personal lives? Well, so I, I adjusted one clip this week, and that was that was it. Um, the uh, the intro. So we're going to keep with the the regular <laughs> the regular clips. I didn't I didn't have enough time to Futurama them all. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get in a, a little bit of future armor this week for something a little bit different. So, this uh, the first episode of Future Armor starts with Fry giving a. Uh, we start with the date, um, obviously nineteen ninety nine, uh, New Year's Eve, and then uh, Fry is playing arcade games instead of working, and we start with a, a voiceover. And he says, uh, space seems to go on forever. But then you get to the end and a gorilla starts throwing barrels at you as he, uh, as he loses the game and game over appears on the thing. <laughs> and uh, there's just a kid sitting next to him going, you suck. Just you suck. He calls him a loser. Then uh, Mr. Panucci says, Hey Fry, pizza going out. Come on! And then we we get to see the uh, the box, and you'll see this because I will add a photo to Twitter because I took one this week. And Brad's thing is yep. don't tip the delivery guy, and that is what is on the box for the <laughs> for the pizza box. And he knows it too. So how's that for a kick in the face? I just don't understand what you got to gain from that though. <laughs> like... Maybe. <laughs> do, do they think that they're going to order more? Yeah. I, Probably doesn't I have a lot know. going for him. Might piss off your employees more, but clearly he doesn't care. Yeah, I just think he hates them. But, like, over over there, you've got to work for tips, especially doing that sort of job. Surely you're working for tips. 
all the time, 100%. So, um, Fry gets on his bike and he's uh, making del- the delivery, goes past O'Grady's pub and uh, comes out from an alleyway and we see his girlfriend in a cab with another guy and uh, he's got his arm around her. And Fry's like, Michelle, baby, where are you going? And he, Michelle's like, it's not working out, Fry. I'll put your stuff on the sidewalk as the as the cab just drives off. Um, <laughs> so I cop that. would say it would be a long time. How uh, how long do you reckon sidewalk stuff lasts at New York City? <laughs> well, well, consider. Does it even hit the pavement? Considering the bike bike's gone as soon as he oh, I guess, uh, unless you're it handing up. it to someone else. But... <laughs> Surely you just, Unattended, you just um, turn around and household score. items probably don't last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that even had a lock on it. So Fry has literally lost everything. I'm assuming we can. He's got. He's got. That. He's got a six pack of beer and some pizzas. Yeah, he's about true. to give away. Yeah. Well. Well, he's, he's supposed to be giving the pizza away, you're right. So <laughs> he may still have a six-pack of beer and whatever whatever tips he doesn't get from his <laughs> delivering pizza. So Fry, uh, Fry takes a very positive attitude to this as he rides down the road say, saying, I hate my life, I hate my life, I hate my life. Um, then, yeah, pulls up at the front of the building, <laughs> locks his bike to a newspaper stand, and uh, not so subtle thief walking around with bolt cutters, the old uh, the old master key, and <laughs> yeah, the bike thief just says, "Ah, uh, happy new year!" as he rides off with Fry's bike as he enters the building. So, just immediately gone. I wonder how many bikes he goes through in a in a week. Yeah, I actually yeah. really liked that big. I I really felt like that perfectly like summed up the tone of future armor. Like kind of bleak circumstances, but jolly cheer at the same time. It's pretty good. He's very happy about it, wasn't he? The guy was so nice and polite. Oh, of course you'd be happy. You just got yourself a bike. bike. <laughs> yeah, but he was out there searching for bikes with bolt cutters. <laughs> So Fry, uh, Fry knocks on the door of Applied Cryogenics and um, good news, no power failure since 07, which is uh, probably not ideal. It's only been a couple of years and I assume that those tanks take quite a bit of power. Yeah. Since, I wonder since how long o- they can last. Since 07? Yeah, 2007. Oh, 1997, wasn't it? There was a thing up that said... I took note of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was '97, but there was a. It must have been whatever it was beforehand, and then there was a seven taped over it, <laughs> like a post-it note almost. So yes, not '07 would have been '97. That's a that's a, a me entering it into the computer era issue. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Fry get, Fry gets inside. Uh, hello, pizza delivery for. I see Wiener. Oh, shit. He says, oh, crud. Uh, I always thought at this point in my life, I'd be the one doing the make, making the crud. I'd do the same. As he sits down in a chair, yeah. 
puts his feet in the desk and just opens one of the beers when he realizes that oh well it's just been a prank yeah. call I might as well sit here and drink beer and eat pizza I guess what's he going to do walk back to Panucci's yeah when life gives you lemons right. best thing to do is eat a pizza well I don't know where he got the beer from he didn't walk out of the shop with it it wasn't I didn't True. see it on the bike <laughs> maybe, maybe by the time he got to the apply cryogenics he had beers maybe he's just so depressed that he's always got a six back on him I know people like that I've got one mate who will always have a bag of crisps on him regardless of the situation it's scary <laughs> you'll just be sitting there just you've emergency been, crisps yeah you'll, you'll be sitting there you've been with him all day he's not had mm. a bag all of a sudden grab bag of crisp comes out and you're like where the hell do you get that from <laughs> It'd be uh, a better talent it's if probably you could not share. a bad idea. <laughs> so Fry, as it's almost uh, midnight, says, uh, here's to another lousy millennium. As he leans back and uh, we get the countdown from all over the world. I won't count. I won't go through all the places, but it, it travels around. Then uh, we get down to zero and Fry blows a party favour. Uh, like one of those little... I couldn't think of what they were called. Um, little whistly thing. And uh, falls back after leaning on his chair uh, into the open cryo chamber, which is probably a bad idea. Just leaving the doors open. And uh, gets frozen for a thousand years as the uh, the clock ticks around. And we get a, a short montage of uh, the next thousand years from the, the window outside his building. This includes two alien attacks, destroying the the city. Well, once was a city, then it was rebuilt and destroys that. Uh, and there was a ca- there was a castle. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't like medieval quite. style castle. Yeah, destroys that. Doesn't make a lot and, of uh, sense. We get new New York uh, built up around him, which uh, yeah, I was quite amazed that his building didn't get knocked down in any of those. Yeah. It's just one lonely skyscraper with cryogenics people in it. I don't know. But lucky for him anyway. And uh, we have a clip of... We have a clip of um, Fry getting unfrozen. see any of them again Yahoo! looking on the bright side uh, yeah do, do you know what i was thinking about this episode especially considering it's uh out of the community mold we're free to do any amount of uh future spoiling and commentary as we please because um i've seen a few episodes of Futurama or I did back in the day and try to catch some when I can. I want to re-binge it, but I'm from when we told Matt we were doing this, he said he's gone through this in like tooth, absolute fine tooth uh, detail. So what about you, 
you guys? What's your Futurama stories, pretty much? Uh, so <clears throat> I was saying to Jack before, and Futurama was one of those ones where I'm aware of it because it used to be on TV back when you just watched TV and couldn't choose what order you watch things in. Um, but I've never actually sat down and watched it like from beginning to end. Uh, I had seen the pilot before um, and various other episodes throughout the seasons. Like I'm familiar with all the characters. Um, but I think I was always a bit more of a Simpsons South Park kind of guy mm-hmm. um, because I was too stupid for future armor and it always felt like it was a little <laughs> little bit more of a highbrow cartoon, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I watched quite a bit of Futurama. Futurama was probably my my favourite growing up of those similar... We were, we were talking about them before, um, Lewis and I, but, you know, in this sort of generation of cartoon, there was The Simpsons, there was Futurama, there was uh, South Park, King of the Hill, and a couple others maybe in and around that. Family Guy. guy. Um, those are... That was sort of the era of Futurama. Futurama was probably my favourite of it. So I've seen it all. I've kind of seen it a couple of times. Um, yeah. Like over here in Australia to stream Futurama, it's on Disney Plus. I pulled out a downloaded copy that I've had for years. So, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty big fan. It's been yeah. a little while though since I've yeah, seen it. All. Like this. Yeah, yeah. Like this one, like looking back, considering I have seen some other episodes, like thinking for this, like the clip you just played, especially, like it really made me think. Like when he's going through the list of people, but when you get introduced to like stories, when he goes back in future episodes, like the dog that he tied up outside the pizza place, or is it his? Um... Oh, is it his nephew? his nephew that's named for him i can't i can't remember the specifics but those storylines and it just has this yeah and it just has this bit of um it's almost a bit a bit sad like looking back on it just those real big poignant episodes like re-watching it this one now it just feels a bit like oh he did actually you know have a bit and like it's just yeah I don't know, it just hit, kind I of guess, hit me this I guess this, this is part, probably a reflection especially. of... I guess it's a reflection of, of... This is where he's at at the moment. Like, he's literally just been dumped. It's New Year's yeah. Eve. He gets to the top. He's got a shitty job. Uh, you know, like his little comment before about... I thought by now I'd be making the prank calls. Like, he's kind of feeling like he hasn't achieved anything and now he's got this forced, fresh start. I guess he realizes in yeah. the moment and goes, "Hey, this is all right. I can do something with this." But yeah, you're right. Like yeah. as as the seasons go on and the story gets told and you meet more characters and you know, it's a lot about clearly it's all about him being a 21st century person in the 31st century. Um, yeah. So there's that um, differences yeah. there and you know, the way that he, he interprets things compared to back how they were. But, yeah, it's, uh, for him at this very moment, it's kind of like, okay, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's an, it's an interesting lens because, yeah, it's a... You, you, you remember those episodes, all those big episodes, and you 
rewatching it's just like certain moments just have a different slightly different take and yeah for me yeah. that was one yeah. of them if you haven't seen it before then yeah if, i guess we probably should have mentioned this off the top if you haven't seen futurama before obviously go <laughs> and watch the first episode yeah maybe before you listen to this podcast we're only at the credits it's fine go and watch the whole episode come back after that but then Futurama is such a great show. So, yeah. after this, continue watching Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> it is highly approved by this podcast. Yes, Go absolutely. Watch it. Um, and I know I can say that with uh, without any hesitation from Matt because he will uh, he will be the first to agree. So we get the uh, the opening credits. I might add full credits. Uh, I might also add from. Well, I was so happy when I saw. I know it's it's diverging off this week, but next week episode has full credits for the for community for the first time in fucking ages. And I was well so fair. happy. Yeah. Oh, so happy we got full credits. <laughs> um, we'll cover that next week. Um, so he comes out and there's lights and everything, but then when he turns around after the credits. The room is kind of dark, that half of the room. And uh, Terry, one of the, the scientist guys, comes in and says, Welcome to the world of tomorrow. And uh, his offside Lou says, uh, why, why do you have to say it that way? Just unimpressed. Every time. Because you can imagine there's, there's always that one guy at your work who is stupid. In my workplace, it's me. Um, but... There's always someone that's that's pulling stupid. And it's like why why every time, every time. Well, that's, that's that's what I do. Kind of want that as my alarm ever... clock wake up tone, you know. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Yeah, I think it'd be a great way to wake up every day. <laughs> I think for the first week it would be. Actually, I, I imagine after the fifth time I snooze on the first day, it will lost its value. Then I, I, I take it back. It it's a fantastic idea in the short term. But it's one of those things that, and and it's fine if it wakes you up and it makes you laugh for the first few days, but then I can see your uh, your partner after a while go, why is it still that? <laughs> I can see her doing that the first time it goes off. Because <laughs> the first time it's all right, you get a laugh and you go, oh, it's funny, isn't it? And then you go, oh, yeah, sure. And then two weeks later, a month oh. later, two months later. <laughs> just being bitter and grumpy about like any, like my wife would be so unimpressed well especially because my girlfriend's a shift worker so we don't actually wake up at the same time ever so normally one of our alarms goes off and wakes the other person up and then we've got to try and get back to sleep so I'm sure she'd be very unimpressed <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should do it <laughs> you might be needing a uh, be having to put up a roommate there Jack <laughs> I'll get a spare room. It's uh it's a fair way from where uh where Lou lives, but that's all right. There you go, Jack. It happened on your podcast. Yeah, You're responsible, exactly. mate. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Full responsibility as the host. <laughs> but uh, Terry says, uh, "Haven't you ever heard of a little thing called showmanship?" He then turns to uh to Fry and says, "Come, your destiny awaits." And uh. They get to they get to the door and uh, we have another clip of uh, 
what comes next. Have a nice future. Cool, just like in Star Trek. Oh! Good afternoon, sir. Mmm. Yeah. Name? Uh, Fry. I'm Leela. Now it's New Year's Eve, so I'd like to decide your fate quickly and get out of here. Can I ask you a question? As long as it's not about my eye. Uh. Is it about my eye? Sort of. <sighs> Just ask the question. What's with the eye? I'm an alien, <laughs> all right? Let's drop the subject. Cool, an alien. Has your race taken over the Earth? No, I just work here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that blimp accurate? Yep. It's December 31st, 2999. My God! A million years! Uh... <laughs> uh. So uh, Leela is the uh, the fate assignment officer, as so says the sign on her door, uh, and is yes a one-eyed, purple-haired alien. Very humanoid looking, but yes, one eye, and uh, I love that. Yeah, it's it's a great introduction to her character. It's it's so funny. Is it about my eye? And then, obviously, at this point, we don't know that she is the only one of her her kind. But we find that out later in the episode. But as your first introduction, you he meets what two regular people, and then obviously one alien. And when he gets outside, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff. But the first one there he meets is just a one-eyed humanoid, and I, I think that's a that's a really nice soft opening to everything else. Also, doing? quite funny to see that uh, even a thousand years in the future, uh, men are still asking unsolicited questions to women that are slightly inappropriate. Is that going to change? Uh, apparently not. Not for a thousand years at least. I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> I, I hope it does. I really hope it does. The likelihood of it changing? I know the politicians in this do you reckon, country. Do you reckon Futurama is going to be one of those things where like... You know, Back to the Future obviously takes place in, well, now our past. Um, and they had, like, Back to the Future Day, where it was like, this is the day. And you can now, like, kind of watch it and say, like, oh, you know how, how they thought the future was going to be. Do you reckon Futurama may ever be like that if the human race makes it to the year 3000? Potentially. I guess I it would be so. a, a historic comedy of some kind. Um, they'll be watching it on their four million site you know their whole wall tvs or something whatever the technology is at the time and actually they'll probably just play in there in there i was going to say yeah just play on the eyelids or something like that so you can just lay back and close your eyes and see it but yeah maybe like it's i guess probably on new year's eve to be honest i've probably got better things to do but (laughs) maybe slightly after that someone would go oh one of those retro things from back a thousand years ago Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's a VHS. <laughs> what's a what's a VHS? You could ask kids that now, and they wouldn't know. <laughs> you got um, absolutely no idea of how it's like that thing where you show like the tape and the pencil, and you're like, "What do these two things have in common?" I love the. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure most people have seen it. Probably on. Uh, facebook or youtube but there's the there's the videos of 
parents showing their kids the old dial-up dial phones, like the rotary phones, and saying, make a phone call, off you go. And they just don't know what to do with it. They don't know how it works. And you look at that and go, oh, even I know how that works. Like, I'm only 30, but... That means we're old How quickly we lose that (laughs) connection with older technology. Yeah, Uh, but after that, so Leela... Leela says, uh, I know this must be very upsetting for you. Fry says, uh, you know, I guess it should be. But actually, I'm glad I had nothing... I'm glad. I had nothing to live for in my old life. I was broke. I had, had a humiliating job. And I was being sub... Uh, and I was beginning to sub, uh, suspect... Fucking read properly. <laughs> suspect my girlfriend might be cheating on me. Might be. <laughs> beginning to suspect... Dude, she left you already. <laughs> Might be. She mm. drove away in a cab with someone else. They might as well have been making out. Nail in the coffins there. Uh, He's a 20-something though, isn't he? He's all about denial at the moment. 100%. But he's he's come to terms with everything else. He understands everything else in his life. He, knew, he knows that he was broke. He knew his job was shit. You know, he knew he had nothing, you know, there was nothing actually there for him, but he was beginning to suspect that his girlfriend was was cheating on him. I just love that, the difference. Uh, So Leela says, um, well, at least you're here to be, uh, at least here you'll be treated with dignity. Now strip naked and get in the probulator. And uh, can I say, boy, does that thing look scary? It's what we all want to hear, isn't it? Oh, Absolutely. I, I think I'd just be like, uh, can I just do a blood test? <laughs> yeah, sure. Get in the probe later. <laughs> so, uh, they take and, a and DNA the sample. And then right. the screen then the that Bry gives. Oh. Uh, they take a DNA sample and uh, Lil says, interesting, it shows only one living relative. Your great, 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 and time cut. Great, 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 great nephew. I was like, that's great. What's the little guy's name? Professor Hubert Farnsworth. She shows him a photo of the really, really old Hubert Farnsworth. Fry uh, physically reacts to that one. No, they uh, they move from the the probulator room to uh, to Leela's desk. And uh, Fry says, you know, I'm the luckiest guy in the whole future. I've been given a second chance, and this time I'm not not going to be a total loser. And a, uh, a buzzer goes off. He says, what's that? Oh, your permanent career assessment. She turns the screen around to show him uh, the career is delivery boy. Fry's like, delivery boy? No, not again. Please, anything else. He reaches over and grabs her again, unsolicited touching. Um, I guess I guess it doesn't really count from uh, from him because he's still from the two thousands. Yes, no. What do you What do you mean, sorry? Well, the unsolicited touching and the unsolicited comments and all that sort of stuff. I guess it probably doesn't really count for him because he's still got the two thousand mindset. Or the oh, I guess it depends mindset. what the year three thousand mindset is. 
Yeah, but he just reached out and grabbed yeah, it. Yeah, true. More unsolicited touching. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lila turns around and says, Take your hands off me. You've been assigned the job that you're best at, just like everyone else. Fry says, What if I refuse? And he says, Then you'll be fired. Fine. Out of a cannon into the sun. Fry says, That's a, that's a way like to go about way. population control. Yeah, what if you don't like your job? We'll shoot you into the sun. Yeah, <laughs> be good I for want the to kids. Canon, actually. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Social media star to the sun. <laughs> I was going to say they probably don't have them, but they, I'm sure they probably do. I wonder how it works for little kids. Like, at what age do you get your career assignment? If I reckon graduating high school. Yeah, maybe. Well, that kind of like, when, when you think about it, that kind of is when we get assigned a vague idea of what we're going to do. You know, we get get grades yeah. and shit like that, and that always puts us into you know certain things you can do, certain things you can't do. Yeah, but like mm. if I left my job tomorrow, I could go and study more or less anything. Oh yeah, I just mean as in that that's a good age that to like you know you've grown enough as a person that you you're clearly going to have some kind of interests or skills or whatever, you know? Yeah. I guess. I guess if, if Brad gets fired tomorrow, though, he's not going to get shot into the sun. <laughs> Hope not. Maybe he, <laughs> might, maybe he might be. I'm starting to build a cannon. <laughs> I imagine it's a big fancy, like, um, the old school circus cannons where they used to oh, shoot like out what the evil can evil and... fired out of yeah good idea yeah one of those sort of ones but but super powerful and just directly into the sun um Lila says well tough lots of people don't like their jobs but we do them anyway and she points to a poster on the wall there's just a guy that's really unhappy construction worker he says you gotta do what you gotta do and uh, Leela points out, well, you got to do what you got to do. Now, hand out your hand. I'm going to uh, implant your career chip. It'll permanently label you as a delivery boy. I, I just love that that's their form of doing it. Just career chip in the hand. And uh, I love the poster as well. I'm starting to think that the Australian government should implement that as their lockdown policy. you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Actually, in Sydney, they could, they could do that with the uh, construction. <laughs> They, uh, they were very happy about it all. So, she picks up the implant gun and it has a huge spike on the end. Like, that's a decent looking spike. <laughs> Fry says, keep that thing away from me as he runs out, runs away into the uh, back into the cryo room. Leela says, hold on. Uh, hold still, damn it. I don't have good depth perception, which is a great joke about that, by the way. She jumps at, cry, at Fry and, and misses and gets stuck in a chamber. Says, you've got until the count of five to let me out. One. And you, um, she gets flash, flash frozen. Fry says, uh, see you in a thousand years. He starts to walk out the... Uh, but hesitates and walks back in. And the... Uh, changes the time back to five minutes I love that that dial in one single turn goes from a thousand years all the way down to <laughs> precisely five minutes 
Yeah. That's all you need. Then uh, he says, you owe me one. And looks up, uh, looks up at the doorway. And it, uh, it comes out from the right this time, as opposed to before, where the where it has a the, like the Star Trek one that went directly up and then smashed him in the face. He looks up and it comes at him from the right, even though it went up. I, I love it. Even yeah. doors are smarter than he is. Yeah, I love that he's trying to work it out and he doesn't want to get hit in the face, and he comes at it and hits him in the back. So funny. Uh, so Fry heads out into the wilds of uh, New New York and uh, spaceships are taking off and there's traffic jams in the sky and heaps of there's billboards uh, advertising Bachelor Chow, which is an ongoing joke uh, in the show. And the couple walk past him almost naked, apart from uh, some strategically placed black bars, which I thought was great. He looks up and sees people flying through these green tubes overhead, so he walks around the corner to find an entrance. Uh, the first guy in line says, JFK Junior Airport. So, JFK Junior. Well, that was good. Uh, yeah. Second man, uh, Radio City Mutant Hall. Fry's like, oh, cool. Um, doesn't know I, where to I like go. It. I, I, like the, I, I like the slight play on the Radio City Mutant Hall, the radioactive radio city mutant hall radioactive and mutants I, yeah yeah just those little little things together they're just it's, yeah, yeah it's just the little easter yeah. eggs there's some really good writing yeah and fry says uh crosstown express and the tube sucks him up he screams flies through um as he's uh as he is screaming with uh delight people are staring at him through the tube so they can clearly hear him which is just awesome just watching uh, so he's taken across the city through through the Statue of Liberty where the torch was <laughs> underwater plus Blinky the uh, three eyed fish from the Simpsons and uh, finally at the other oh, end yeah. and uh, they, he gets to a, at the end of of the tube it's kind of like a big round junction-y thing where people can slow down well, the first two people do, and they come out normally, feet first, and Fry goes head first into a building. <laughs> only, the few, only the type of comedy that you get in a cartoon, because you can't physically do that. You break someone's neck. But, fantastic. And now a man on the street's like, tourist. So clearly they don't have those in other cities. But, yes, mm. just fantastic, just head first into a building I think the only real life equivalent to that is have you ever seen a slightly larger person go down a flume that's designed for smaller people and the way they come out at the bottom and they kind of miss the landing pad entirely it was a cool flume or like water slide in Australia water slide I've been that fat guy but yes (laughs) (laughs) If it helps, Matt's been that fat guy too. And we can pick on him all we want this week because he's, cause he's got no yeah. defense and I know he's listening intently. He's going to come back with like a notepad Ouch. of things to correct you on. <laughs> oh, no. No, I... <laughs> and, but you know what's funny about this? We, we talk about this. We're about... What are we now? 40 <laughs> minutes in? Give or take? 
this is point ten. Yeah, he's already got ten points already. Yeah, so he, he, he legit well. He, you know, point ten is stop making fat jokes. <laughs> we'll find out next week. So, uh, Fry goes around the corner and uh, he finds a finds a line for a phone booth, phone booth, and uh, decides maybe he should try and uh, <laughs> call his. Um, call his little nephew. Uh, I've got a clip. Hey, a phone booth. I can call my nephew. Whoa, a real live robot. Or is that some kind of cheesy New Year's costume? Bite my shiny metal ass. It doesn't look so shiny to me. Shinier than yours, meatbag. <laughs> Listen, buddy, I'm in a hurry here. Let's try for a twofer. <laughs> Please select mode of death, quick and painless, or slow and horrible. Yeah, I'd like to place a collect call. You have selected slow and horrible. Good choice. Bring it on, baby! Come on, come on! Kill me already! By the way, my name's Bender. Help! What's happening? You are now dead. Thank you for using Stop and Drop, America's favorite suicide booth since 2008. <laughs> ah, lousy, stinking ripoff. Well, I didn't have anything else planned for today. Let's go get drunk! Anyone up for beers? Always. Oh, Bender. Yeah, so we uh, we we clearly meet Bender there, uh, which is fantastic. There, there's a number of things in that that I just fantastic. The fact that there were suicide booths. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bender. That, that cracked me up, and uh, I love the idea of ripping off a, a suicide booth and going for a two for one where he wants to keep the coin. I just that whole bit was uh, was priceless. I always wanted to try that as a kid. Just after seeing yeah. Bender do it anyway, literally tying a string to a coin and sticking it in a vending machine. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately they have a stopper that as soon as it goes past you can't get it back, but yes, the old uh, the old coin. See now the old coin and even... string trick. <laughs> but nowadays you can't even do that because everything's just tap and go like What's a coin? Oh yeah, I've got I've got Most... six bucks in coins that I've had for about three months now. I don't know what to do with them. Nobody even takes cash. That's right. And God, no we sound old, will it? <laughs> Actually, that's a good idea. I might yeah, I might keep hold of them for uh, for buskers. I've literally got them in front of me on my desk. So uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's there's coins these days, like. This is what I mean about the showing it to people in a thousand years from now. Like, it's out of date now. Do you know what? Actually, that's a, that's an interesting point. Um, 
did future like obviously i've so for context of the audience i've not watched all of futurama i've I've like seen odd episodes here and then as i explained in the beginning um pod lord is much more well versed in futurama than i am like what is the kind of the cash um economy of the world of futurama did they predict that most money would be on like digital like cards or did they stick with cash for the majority of the kind of plot i think it's a bit of both i think there's a it it depends on which society you're at but yes there's a lot of cash because year 2000 i mean like we were still using checks weren't we yeah had paying by card become like a a thing it had started so there were some bits and pieces of it and then you know obviously banks were somewhat digital at that point so there's there's bits and pieces of it in the show off the top of my head but i think it's mostly cash so we, we, we've got spaceships on earth but we're still still using cash that will be phased out in about 10 years correct oh the future <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy meeting Bender. I think it's a really good introduction to his character. Um, there's there's obviously a lot going on there with, you know, the fact that there's a, a suicide booth for one, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, just the way that the whole scene plays out and Bender's just so nonchalant about everything. Um, so you immediately see where he's at. In the next scene, uh, Leela wakes up from her cryo nap with uh, finishing the countdown as two, three... Hey! Then uh, Terry comes out. Says, Welcome to the world of tomorrow. So clearly he's still doing it. And uh, Leela just tells him to shut up. Oh, fancy next a cryo scene, nap. Uh, I imagine that's pretty good, eh? I don't know. I, I wonder how much nap there is in there because both of them come out as if nothing had changed. So I wonder how much napping... Sure, the body is resting. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean because like, they, 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 they don't have an awareness of the time that's passed. That'd be good though, eh? Because you could have, you could have a cryo nap while sleeping and then all of a sudden immediately be conscious and, and fully rested. That's what successful yeah. sleep does, though, I guess. That probably just says I don't sleep very well, but... Sounds good. <laughs> Potentially, yes. <laughs> but yeah, there's a certain amount of... Um, yeah, where, like, there's no... Every every show does cryo when they do it slightly differently, but, you know, look at the Austin Powers. Like, you didn't get out and then have to pee for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like... So yeah, there was just no. I, I hadn't really thought of it, but it's yeah. There's no change in any sort of demeanor that whether it was the five minutes or a thousand years, he just gets out and goes, "Oh, okay, well, what's going on?" and just checks out the window. So yeah, I clearly there's a there's an awakening because she's she's still mid count, mm-hmm. but her mind is just paused at that moment maybe it's just a purely physical thing as opposed to a mental thing like your brain is literally frozen at that second and so when you potentially come out it's just literally 
the the site like if it even if it's free, frozen like the synapse you're going to see how little i know about the brain free, freezing the the synapses and the the nerves that are going around those electrical signals are just stopped in place and then when you come out of it boom they just keep on going on their journey as if nothing ever happened yeah yeah I, and that's what i feel like it is but whether the body is actually rested as well because it hasn't done anything in that time then yeah see how we go Brad is having technical difficulties and we'll be back with us shortly, apparently. <laughs> boom, boom, we boom, We saw boom. Him, uh, him disappear <laughs> mid-conversation and uh, I just got a message from him. So, there we go. Uh, in the next scene, though, uh, Leela's with her boss and um, her boss just says, this is unacceptable, Leela. You must find this Mr. Fry and install his chip. Leela says, look, he's just a nobody. He doesn't want to be a delivery boy. I'd rather not force it on him. Well, that's your job, says her boss, whether you like it or not. And it's my job to make you do your job, whether I like it or not. <laughs> Which I do, very much. <laughs> now get to work. And as uh, as Leela leaves, he puts his feet up on the desk and goes, life is good. <laughs> just, he's just so in, in his element there. Fantastic. Some people are just born to be shitheads at work, eh? Yeah, well, the, yeah. I guess he, if you're in a job where you, you like having power and you have power at your job, then sure, I can see how he likes that. Uh, in the next scene, we get um, Fry and Bender sitting at a bar at Ozornak's pub, which is a great uh, callback to the O'Grady's from before. Oh, I didn't notice that when I watched it. Okay, cool, nice. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I picked up I picked up on it when because it's been a long time since I've seen this episode. But yeah, the Ozornax, and I went, there's something in that, and then I went back, and yeah, the O'Grady's, so the Ozornax. Then uh, Fry and Ben are sitting at the bar, and Ben is drinking a bottle of uh, Old Fortran, Fortran malt liquor. Fry says, uh, why would a robot need to drink? Bender says, I don't need to drink. I could quit any time. <laughs> as, he, as he burps fire. The first time we see that. Uh, so they made you a delivery boy, huh? Man, that's as bad as my job. Fry says, really? What do you do? Uh, he says, really? What do you do, Bender? Bender turns around and says, I'm a Bender. I bend girders. That's, that's all I'm programmed to do. Are you good at it? Are you kidding? I was a star. I could bend a girder to any angle. 30, 32 degrees, you name it. 31? <laughs> but I, could go, I, couldn't, I couldn't go on living once I found out what the girders were for. I was like, oh, what? Suicide boosts. Which, uh, which I guess is why he was annoyed that the, the one before didn't work. All that time and effort in the product that doesn't work. He uh, he finishes his drink and then swallows the bottle. He says, well, well, Fry, it was a pleasure meeting you. I'm going to go kill myself. So he's going to have <laughs> take two at the old suicide booth. So upbeat about it. Fry says, uh, wait, you're the only friend I have. Bender says, you really want a robot for a friend? Fry's like, yeah, ever since I was six. Bender... He says, oh, well, okay. 
I don't want people to think we're robosexuals. So if anyone asks, you're on my ID, bugger. <laughs> I love that there's uh, just just that, that spin on it. We don't need to go any, any deeper than that, but just that there's people still, doesn't matter what sort of sexuality or whatever, there's still people judgmental a thousand years from now. There's still prejudice. Correct. So, uh, Fry looks out the window and sees Leela, though, and says, oh, oh, no, it's a Cyclops. As he crouches down behind Bender. Don't look. Don't look. I'm not looking. As his eyes zoom out on Leela. <laughs> then, uh, Leela's showing uh, Fry's photo to a man on the street, and the, man, the guy just points inside the pub. And Fry and Bender run off. Leela talks into her, uh, her wrist communicator. This is Officer 1BDI requesting backup. And we uh we meet the cops, uh, Smitty, who's a human, and uh, URL, who's a robot, um, standing right behind Leela, and uh, Smitty says, "Ah, we'll be there in five minutes." It's fantastic. Is the robot actually called U- the, uh... URL? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I didn't think we had actually got named, but it was in my uh in my notes when I looked it all up. So, that's fine. Um, yeah, I I didn't realize that until uh, until I did some homework. And we uh, we get a scene outside of a museum, and Ben says, "Oh, we can hide in here. It's free on Tuesdays." So he runs up the st- the steps, dragging Fry behind him, and he cuts to the uh, to the he- head museum. Hundreds of heads are in jars stacked on shelves. And uh, on a platform right at the front is Leonard Nimoy's head. And uh, so Nimoy says, oh, Welcome to the head museum. I'm Leonard Nimoy. And I was like, Spock? Hey, do the thing. He does the, uh, the Vulcan salute. Um, which is great because Fry just... Completely oblivious. You know, <laughs> completely oblivious because he's just a head in a jar. But... Uh, Nimoy, clearly been asked this before, says, ah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, clearly. He's got (laughs) no arms. I love the uh, the heads in a jar too, by the way. It was such a good plot device. It's fantastic. I think it's probably one of the things I remember most about Futurama as like its kind of iconography. That and Zoidberg. But the heads in the jar is such a great (laughs) way to like... You know, think about our obsession with bringing the past back to life. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and a, and a great way to relate to, um, you know, all those past characters that would clearly be dead, but to keep them alive somehow, like just making them heads in a jar. Well, it's a cameo, right? It's just a it's just a cameo factory. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but even, like, in a moment we see the wall full of all the old president's heads. And it's all the old presidents. So there are presidents that, w- even when this was this was made in nineteen ninety, you know, um, I can't remember when it first came out, but um, it came out in nineteen ninety nine. Possibly, I probably should know this. I probably should have looked that one up. So I, I have. Sure f- I did, but I'm tired. I think I looked at it earlier. I think it ran from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and three, maybe. Possibly. There you go. Simple, I, simple I googling. We can up. fix this. Yes. 
Um, but I guess my point was that there are presidents there that their heads are well rot- rotted by now. <laughs> like, even at that point in 1999, like, those heads are gone. They are not going to look like that. But not all the president's heads are there, so they've made a way to recreate them, but just the head. Maybe they've done some kind of like a stem cell thing to regenerate them all. But it, uh, it ran from does. a it ran from ninety nine nine to two thousand thirteen. I was way off. There you go. <laughs> oh, you weren't too bad. What was it? Seven seven seasons? Eight seasons? I don't know. There's a couple of breaks in there. <laughs> Let me open up Google again. I think it was ten. So maybe eight. I don't know. Ran for quite a while. I knew there were a couple of breaks. Anyway, so back to the to the head museum. Nemo says, uh, "We share our wisdom with those." Who, oh, he says, "Fraser, this is unbelievable. What do your heads do all day?" Nemo says, "We uh, we share our wisdom with those who seek it. It's a life of quiet dignity." And then a woman comes in and says, "Feeding time," and she shakes what uh, what looks like fish food over the jar, and Nemo uh, eagerly eats eats the fish food. Well played. Leela Leela um, bursts in. Um, looking around, looking around, looking around, trying to figure out who's there, uh, and then she sees Fry and hit uh, Fry and Benders hiding on a shelf amongst all the other heads um, and I might add so we see the likes of Liz Taylor Dennis Rodman and then on the other side of Bender and Fry is Matt Groney and Barbara, Barbara Streisand <laughs> so that's an interesting four different people all on one shelf um, obviously Matt Groening was a co-creator of, uh, of Futurama and The Simpsons so that's obviously why his head got up there. But yeah, Liz Taylor, Dennis Rodman, and Barbara Streisand were four very different people. Welcome back, Brad. Hello again, everyone. Having fun? Always. <laughs> Brad with his technical difficulties. Uh, you've come in at a time where I'm going to have a have a clip, and we're in the uh, we're in the head museum, by the way. Oh yes. I'm sorry, Fry, but I have to install your career chip. Yeah, well, if you're sorry, then why are you doing it? It's my job. You gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) Watch it! That's it. You just made my list. (laughs) Stop it, cowboy. Bad president. All right, buddy. Step away from the head. I'm gonna get 24th century on his ass. Please, officers, there's no need to use force. Let us handle this, weirdy. Uh, they uh, they just go the uh, go the old beat down on uh, Fry and Bender with what looks like lightsabers. But yeah, the, the Nixon. And I love that Nixon plays a big part in the rest of the show. But the, yeah, the making fun of Nixon head in a jar, fantastic. <laughs> Just fantastic. I also like that they said, oh, let's get 24th century. Do you reckon, you know, when uh, when the when New York got wiped out and then the medieval 
time got built up before it got destroyed by the aliens. You know how we always say, let's get medieval on them as an expression. Do you reckon that was a reference to that time from the, like an earlier callback? I think so. Yeah, probably. Most likely. I didn't think about that. That's very, yeah, very good. No. Like, I knew that it's a damn good show. <laughs> it's just it's a damn line. good show. Uh, but yes, and I love the lightsabers where you go, like, we recognise it even back then, like, lightsabers were a thing. And you go, oh, okay. And then they're just batons. They're just beating them down <laughs> <with> batons. <laughs> then uh, Lil says, oh, come on, he's just a poor kid from the stupid ages. Smitty goes, uh, keep your big nose out of this eyeball. And it says no make no one makes fun of my nose. <laughs> Again, fantastic writing. And uh she kicks the shit out of both of them. And uh the robot's like, damn. And it says, You guys were totally out of control. Smitty, it's our job. We're peace officers. And he says, You know the law. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> in the next scene, uh in the head museum. Bender and Fry run into the the Hall of Criminals, which is a surprisingly small room. And uh, Bender locks the door behind them. And they turn around and figure out that it's a uh, it's a very small room with uh, bars at the end of it, and there's no other way out. So Bender says, "Oh, we're trapped." Fry says, "Wait a second, you're a Bender, right? You can just uh, get it here by bending the bars at the end uh, with a small window." Bender says, dream on, skin tube. I'm only programmed to bend for constructive purposes. What do I look like? A D-bender? Fry says, who cares what you're programmed for? If someone programmed you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? Bender says, I'll have to check my programming. Yep. Because, <laughs> of course he would. That's how programming works. Uh, Lila says, from so open up. I was like, come on, Bender. It's up to you to make your own decisions in life. It's what separates people from robots. People and robots from animals. And animal robots. Bender says, you're full of crap, Fry. He turns and uh, a dangle, dangling wire catches you on his antenna and electrocutes the shit out of him. Then he says, uh, you make a persuasive argument, Fry. <laughs> As he starts to bend the bars. Shocked into action. Fry says, oh, come on, Bender, you can do it. And he says, I can't. I can't do it. As he's trying to bend the bars. And then uh, eventually they, they do bend and they break completely out of the wall. Fry says, yes. Ben says, you were right, Fry. From now on, I'm going to bend what I want, when I want, who I want. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> and then both his arms fall off. Possibly he, the best so, visual gag of, of the thing, of the episode. I think there's there's one nah, more that I'll come to I later, which I think th- yeah, is there's better. there's one more. Yeah, we, we might be on the same page about that one. <laughs> but yes, that's a fantastic... It is great. But yes, the, the next one is my favourite. Uh, then So yes, he reattaches his arms and Fry says, uh, I don't know how you did that. And... Um, and he, he bends the bars back across from the existing bars that are left uh, after they've escaped to um, trap Bender in there. And Leela finally breaks in through the door and says, Wait! And Bender just goes, No thanks. 
runoff. <laughs> uh, so they run off down an alley. Fry and Ben they stop at uh, at a dead end. There's a drain below them. That was a grate over the top. And uh, got a clip. Looks like one of us will have to bend this grate. Ah. <laughs> 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 bends it before they leave. Good lord. What is this? It's the decaying ruins of old New York. Welcome home, pal. It's my old neighborhood. Man, this brings back a lot of memories. Keep them to yourself, Pops. <laughs> this is where I brought my girlfriend on our very first date. She's gone. Everyone I ever knew or cared about is gone. Wait, there's someone you know. <laughs> and of course it's Leela. Uh, yeah, I love the uh, what used to be the old pond. Now, uh, well, used to be uh, an old skating rink. Now it's a pond with uh, an alien a mutant of some kind that's got both looks like an octopus with a single eye. And uh, shark fins. It's pretty fucked, eh? Yeah, I assume it's a one, one beast. There might be more in there, but um, oh, we lost Brad again. Oh, Brad, Brad, we hardly Poor knew you, other than for twenty five right. weeks. Be, he'll be back. He will be back. Uh, but Fry says, uh, "Oh." You can't you leave me alone? I'm miserable enough already. Well, it says, look, I know it's not much consolation, but I understand how you feel. Fry says, no, you don't. I've got no home, no family. Bender interrupts, no friends. Uh, <laughs> Fry says, my whole world is gone. You can't possibly understand what it feels like to be so alone. Leela says, ah, oh, I understand. I'm the only one-eyed alien in this whole planet. My parents abandoned me here as a baby. I don't even know what galaxy they were from. I know how it feels to be alone. Fry says, look, Lila. Uh, I don't understand this word, but obviously you do. Um, so I give up. If you really think I should be a delivery boy, I'll do it. He holds out his hands for Leela. She gets the uh, implant gun ready. Fry cringes and looks away. But the gun clicks and uh, Fry feels nothing. He opens his eyes and uh, Leela has, has already cut out her own chip um, Fry says what are you doing Lila says quitting I imagine that they'll, uh, they'll be now fired into the sun uh, Fry says why Lila says uh, because I've wanted to I've always wanted to I just never realised that before I met you she puts his hand on uh, on his and smiles then Bender interrupts and puts his hand on top <laughs> Fry says what's the matter with you Bender quickly takes his hand off Bender says, I just want to be part of the moment. Leela quickly points out, hey, he stole my ring. Bender says, oh, sorry. And uh, says, well, that solves the case of the missing ring. <laughs> yeah, this calls for a drink. He reaches into his chest cabinet and pulls out three bottles of beer and drinks them all himself. What a lovely <laughs> chap. You better not Leela be that says, one. I don't want to spoil the 
you buying beers for everyone except just drinking them yourself. <laughs> it's been a while. I bought everyone around. Don't worry. I drank it all. It's all good. <laughs> just so you know, it was lovely. <laughs> I don't know if you can chug those Guinnesses like that. No. Well, I've got a funny story about chugging Guinness, but it might be one for the pub another time. Mm. Typically... I haven't seen it end well. <laughs> oh no, this end. This end. Well, I'll tell, tell it very, very quickly. Essentially, I was at I was at a bar with a few friends in London, and um, there was a bunch of like you know hard lads sitting on another table. Uh, you can cut this if it's all irrelevant, but a bunch of hard lads sitting on a table, and they're all having their pints and being all loud. And we were there with a few of our friends, and they started like mouthing off to us, and so we were just you know trying to keep it all calm. And then, they were, like, one of them went to have a sip of Guinness, and I think I made a comment about, like, something along the lines of, like, uh, oh, maybe you should just neck that then, mate. Oh, Brad's back. Woohoo. Anyway, the resulting thing yeah, ended up with him going, like, all right, then, we'll shut up if you can neck the pint. And, like, had me a pint of Guinness. And I was like, okay, fine. If I neck the pint, then you guys can fuck off. Anyway, I slammed the pint in about two seconds, and then said to the guy, probably should have asked, I fucking love Guinness. <laughs> Off they fucked. Fantastic. Everyone was happy. Everyone was happy, apart from them, because they had to leave. Defeated. Utterly defeated. Tail between their legs. So you can And now you're on a world-famous podcast. Oh, 100%. Making fun of them. Absolutely. So, uh, Leila says, I don't want to spoil the party, but we're uh, we're all job deserters now. We're unemployed. We have nowhere to go. Fry says, correction, we're unemployed, but we have, uh, we have a doddering old relative to mooch off of. And he holds up a picture of Farnsworth. So we, they, uh, they head off to, to old professor's house. When they get there, uh, I have a clip. Who are you? I'm your dear old Uncle Fry. I don't have an Uncle Fry. You do now. (laughs) (laughs) By God, I am your nephew. This is absolutely incredible. (laughs) Can we have some money? Oh, my, no. Let me show you around. That's my lab table, and this is my work stool. And over there is my intergalactic spaceship. And here's where I keep assorted lengths of wire. Whoa, a real live spaceship! I designed it myself. Let me show you some of the different lengths of wire I used. <laughs> and we, uh, we made Professor Farnsworth. And his many wires. And his many assorted lengths of wire. Yes. Can we have some money? Oh my no. (laughs) That gets me. I love that he's not a pushover in any way. (laughs) Yeah. Just just a crazy old bloke with a a whole bunch of wire. (laughs) So uh, the, uh, the cops have caught up outside the house. And uh, so Spitty's out there 
says, attention job deserters. Come out with your hands up. We have you partially surrounded. Partially. Fantastic. But I says, no. And then Bender literally shits a brick. Which was, <laughs> so which was the next physical gag. Just yep. absolutely fantastic. Definitely, like, uh, like when I saw that, that made me burst out laughing. I don't think, I don't think I ever noticed it when I was younger. Yeah, I, I, I think it just gets me every time. I'm sure that I'd seen that before, but I don't know whether I'd forgotten about it or it, like I did a couple of watches, and every time I saw it, it made me literally laugh out loud. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just like such good writing. It's well executed. The look on his face when it happens. it The whole moment is just priceless. Yeah, not only is it really good writing and a great, like, you know, um, a voice gag from the guy who plays Bender, but uh, the animation is perfect for it as well, right? Yeah, that's it. And the, and the sound effect. You hear the brick hitting the, <laughs> hitting the floor. <laughs> like, it's, it's just priceless. Um, outside they've uh, they've got Nixon's head in a jar still. The glass is a bit cracked and stuff from from it all being damaged earlier. And Nixon says, "Get those bombs." Then uh, Ben is like, "Oh well, we're boned." He says, "Can't we get away in the ship?" Farnsworth says, "Uh, I suppose. Well, it's technically possible." Though I already, I am already in my pajamas, <laughs> <laughs> and then they run towards the ship. Bender literally carrying Farnsworth at this point. They, uh, they get to the ship, and uh, Fry sits down first, and uh, let's see how that goes for him trying to fly away. I'll get us out of here. Can anyone drive stick? He made himself I a can. Coffee. As long as I don't have to parallel park. If they try to take off, give them an ass full of laser. <laughs> Prepare for liftoff. Without jobs, we'll be fugitives forever. Not necessarily. Are you three by any chance interested in becoming my new spaceship crew? New crew? Or what happened to the old crew? Oh, those poor sons of... But that's not important. The, the important <laughs> thing is I need a new crew. Anyone interested? Yes. Yes. That's exactly the job I've always wanted. Oh... That's fantastic. Those poor <laughs> sons of... The important thing is I need a new crew. <laughs> I love Barnsworth. And we find out later what happened. We find out. I'm pretty sure it's the next episode. Is it? I think so. Off the top of my head. But yeah, we d you definitely find out. 
Um, might be the, the one after that. So it's, it's very shortly afterwards. But, uh, oh, I thought says, it was thanks. much further on. Now, Lena says, thanks for the offer, Professor. We don't have proper career chips. Farnsworth says, oh, that won't be a problem. Uh, as luck would have it, I saved the chips from my previous crew. As he empties out the career chips from an envelope marked Contents of Space Wasp's Stomach. <laughs> Fry says, this is awesome. We're going to fly through space, fighting monsters, and teaching alien women to love. <laughs> Farnsworth says, if I buy that, if by that you mean transporting cargo, then yes. It's a little home business I started to fund my research. Cool. What's my job going to be? Farnsworth says, uh, you'll be responsible for ensuring the cargo reaches its destination. A smile from uh, Fry's face is gone by now, and Fry says, so I'm going to be a delivery boy? Farnsworth says, exactly. And Fry, uh, Fry ends the episode by saying, all right, I'm a delivery boy. Perfect. And we've gone full circle. That is the uh, the end of the episode. What did you uh, you think, guys? Well, I I really enjoyed it. First time watching it, I thought it was great, and then rewatching it this time after seeing a lot more in future episodes just really points out what or how much is uh, set up just from this one episode. There's just there's so many through lines and storylines that are just um yeah set up set up here and it's just just an amazing amazing episode very funny very clever and that's probably a, a hallmark of future armor is how clever it is and what's not to love they have an accountant who's uh jamaican and is a um uh what's the a champion of um limbo limbo yes no. What's not to love about that? Yeah, that's it. Maybe it's not the first season. I'm just looking at the other episodes in the first season. Maybe it's not the uh, the first season where they, they go back and visit the Wasp planet. Must be later on. Maybe you're right there, there Brad. <laughs> I remember they got back there. I thought it was fairly quickly, but apparently not. Um, like I said, it's been a long time since I've watched this show, but I have yeah. uh, really enjoyed watching this episode. It It takes me back. Um, I'm really glad that this is what the, the Twitter poll selected out of the four options that we gave. Um, it was a tie between this and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And uh, we flipped a coin and this one won. So, yeah, I uh, I have no regrets. <laughs> yeah, I very you, much Luke? enjoyed it. Yeah, I, like, for me, it was like a lovely dip in the past of, you know, uh, getting to watch something that you maybe didn't appreciate so much when you were young. Like, I... I always kind of knew it had like had a good reputation, but like it wasn't ever something that I was particularly into and getting to watch it again. And yeah, just seeing all those things that just completely passed me by when I was younger. Like I really, I really just enjoyed rewatching it with more of a critical eye, you know, like future arm was one of those shows where it was kind of one at weird times when you maybe just wanted something to be on in the background. And so yeah, getting yeah, to watch yeah. it and like trying to pick up on little things, like even stupid things like, you know, Fry talking about um, making prank phone calls and feeling like it was maybe like a bit of a callback to Bart and how obviously Bart used to make all the phone calls. Um, yeah. And true. even other smaller stuff like the um, Dr. Farnsworth mentioning that it, um, the ship is a 
it's like a freight ship right like a cargo ship um and the fact that obviously the one of the most famous spaceships in history the millennium falcon was a cargo ship um or a light freight ship oh, that's anyway. so true. um and just thinking you know like all these little little kind of like callbacks to sci-fi and easter eggs yeah it gave me a, a much deeper appreciation for the show yeah i, th- I think um and, and from a personal note, i don't know how you feel brad but i think watching this this week after you know obviously the news we got friday with matt um was real it was a much it was a very fun episode to watch to yeah really take definitely. you back and and you know put me in a good mood for for recording as opposed to what it could have been like with some of the other options maybe that we had like all the things we chose were all comedies but I, I really enjoyed this and I, I'm very happy that this was selected yeah. Yeah. Uh, well we won't have an old white man says this week because there is no Matt uh, so we'll skip over that uh, but I think we, should, we can still do a Brad's Pick of the Week yo 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 pop pop uptown sugar man you're into me I beg your unbelievable pardon oh just on on that clip oh there, Jack. Um, for Modern Warfare now next week, and considering I can actually do this now live on air, I actually have a request that you change the um, the sugar bear in that clip because li- listen closely to um, Modern Warfare and what Troy says to Jet. I may have already done it. <laughs> I, I have next week's episode entirely prepared like I was all ready for it um, and and similar to uh, to Matt's clip last Schmitty. week <laughs> Schmitty. I uh, I may have added you a uh, a sugar bear but it's not on, on this soundboard I didn't prep it in this this soundboard it's in the one I've got prepared for next week Oh, well, you'll, everyone will just have to listen back next week and hear, hear the glory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, back, back to Futurama. Uh, we're not going to go through each other's uh, rankings of the characters just because it's, um, you know, it's Futurama, it's different, not community, and plus, you know, it's awesome. So I think we'll just probably touch on... Um, just generally t- touch on probably, uh, we'll say... Start with Fry and then um, maybe maybe Leela. So, Podlord, what's your thoughts on Fry as a as a character in this this episode, setting up a series? Yeah, obviously it's uh, he starts from a very low base. Like he starts fairly relatable, very working class, very you know trying to trying to do his own thing, but then things aren't going his way and then obviously you know very quickly it shifts to him being stuck in this new world where he's got no idea what's going on and uh he he's excited by the possibilities um but yeah i think he's he's a very well written character um obviously cartoons can do a lot more than um they can be a lot more imaginative and that sort of stuff than a live action show so you get more bits and pieces like uh, you were away when we were discussing the the fall gag about him going head first into the building coming out of the tube and um, that sort of stuff but 
no, I, yeah. I, I really like Fry. He's he's a dim-witted person, which suits me quite well, and <laughs> he, he's he's just a lot of fun. Like, yeah, he's just a lovable idiot. Yeah, that's so true. How about you, Lewis? Yeah, I like him. I think as as my own lovable idiot, I think he's quite relatable. Um, and just you know, just a good access point, right? You 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 don't you don't kind of like hate him. You kind of pity him a little bit. Like he very quickly gets on your good side, and you kind of want him to win because he's not going to want himself to win, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just he's just lovable, and like you just want to see where it goes. And he, he's that relatable, relatable that you'd be like you, yourself would think geez what would it be like me being thrown into a million as he says years into the future it would just be it's interesting to see it through his just very simple plain eyes and i know it's not in this episode but when they uh go to the baseball game uh coming up and just how he's flabbergasted as to how they changed the game of baseball just little, little things throughout the show that just uh, mm. he just struggles to relate to i just i just love that about the show so uh next up we have uh layla so jacko what is what is your thoughts on layla yeah again very different character to fry um very purposeful and much more driven character uh but still very likable. Uh, the fact that, as I, as I mentioned earlier, when we first meet her, you go, okay, so she's just a one-eyed person, great. But then the way they build through the episode and say, well, no, she's the only one-eyed alien on the planet, which is really impressive considering all the different kinds of aliens and everything else that's around. She's the only one-eyed thing. And to watch the like the other officers pick on her for being one-eyed and so that makes her very relatable as well that you know there's a deficiency there of some kind and she's getting picked on and so there's there's that other side of her that is um you know not just like she's very obviously very fussy and very bossy and wants to take control but then there's that other vulnerable side um is probably what i'm looking for so yeah, no, I I yeah. like her. What about you, Lewis? Yeah, no, I like her a lot. I think um, you know, it was cool to have a cartoon that had a kind of, you know, sexy cyclops that kicks ass and often saves the group. Um and he definitely like wields the muscle and, and you know, physical strength in the group. It was just, you know, it was really cool to see that. Um just you know, in, in in a character that was so different to anything else that was on you know any kind of like cartoons at the time, uh, yeah, no, I think she's super cool. You know, you kind of wanna you kind of wanna hang out with her and have a have a drink and talk about space. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, uh, th- throwing a jump drum roll there, Podlord. I'm, I'm I am feeling a pick of the week this week. Don't exactly have too many options left, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. 
Uh, it is Bender. What a perfect introduction to uh, a very different character. You have Fry. He's you know as relatable as ourselves as the human in the in the story, and um, Leela as the as Cyclops. We're still able to relate to because of you know she is pretty much a humanoid herself. But then you have Bender, who is going through the uh, the feelings, or is he is he sentient robot, or is he just programmed to do his his bending, and that is it, or is he is he more? And going forward from this episode, yeah, there are so many great Bender episodes that are up and coming, and even in this one, he's just um, just a different. He's just different, and. He puts away, what is it, three bottles of whiskey just because he can. <laughs> it has no effect on him, no purpose, but he just does. So, yeah, he's it's very just, much just a, a very interesting prick, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, you love to hate him. Like, you, we know, you don't actually hate him throughout the show, but there is that side of him where you go, oh, you freaking, you, why would you do that? He, he's always a dick. He's always annoying, yeah. but it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's a lovable you bastard. That. Yeah. yeah. We all know him. We all know him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I always think back to the Snoo Snoo episode. <laughs> oh, with the Amazonian women, yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, all right, all right. yes. Ben is my uh... pick of the week. What would you give this as a rating? Um, obviously, so IMDb gives us a rating of 8.7. Uh, we'll go back to our standard fives. Um, what would you give this one as a rating, Sugar Bear? You know what? I'll actually give this one a five. I I, I could rewatch this any, any time, this episode. It's just such a great setup and like coming in with no um, no forethought on what's coming, I could see it probably rating a little bit lower, but because of just the the webs and things that are set up just from this one episode, it's um, it's just such a great establishment for a, what was a new series. Yeah, yeah, Lou, what do you reckon? Do you know I, I'm I'm slightly inclined to agree with you. Um, I think one of the best things about it is like it certainly it's a fantastic pilot and one of the great things about it is that it it isn't a pilot that starts a story it's a pilot that actually Mm. tells a complete story in a very short amount of time and it can stand alone as its own like mini film if you like like it has a very clear middle beginning and end but it's so good and convincing and the concept's so good that you want to know more about the world and so the rest of the episodes are kind of welcome but like you said you can watch that like there's not many pilots you can watch over and over again but you can watch that one over and over again because it is its own little contained film um yeah yeah and yeah, I think it's a. I think it's brilliant. I definitely want to give it five, and that's as someone who, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, you know, what did I think of Futurama? What did I think of the pilot? I probably would have said three, but having rewatched it mm. with a more mature lens, yeah, very fucking good. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, I'll give that a five as well. I think it was great fun. 
it was a it's yeah it's a great setup episode it's a great pilot to sell the show it you're right it sets up a lot of premises that carry on through the length length of the whole series the little bits and pieces in the world building it like having the heads in jars and those yeah. little key bits you know building on yeah. Bender's character the key foundations for Oh, really all, all four main characters that we really see in this episode the Farnsworth, Leela Bender and Fry are a really solid base to, to base a show off, um, to build a show out of so yeah, I'd give it a 5 too which means I get to play this you guys see what happens when I leave you alone huh? Troy. <laughs> oh, I love that. I can't help Absolutely. but smile every time I get to play that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Maybe next uh, week. Maybe. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Building. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so excited. I was so excited for this week and then I was devastated for Matt. Um, but I'm yeah. still excited for next week. Yeah. Uh, we had a Twitter poll last week. And I I put it up to see what everyone thought of last week's episode of Community back back to Community um, that we didn't particularly like um, too much, and I was quite shocked by the results. To be honest, we had uh, with thirty two percent of the vote and winning the poll five meow meow beans, then with. <laughs> 24% Brad's face is just priceless 24% of the, of the vote we had 4 Meow Meow Beans 21% of the vote was 3 Meow Meow Beans and 23% of the vote was 2 or lower we had about 35 votes so we got fair response in there it wasn't just 2 yeah, or 3 that really swung it so yeah it's uh the overwhelming majority was uh, was positive, which really surprised me. So, yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, well, I don't think you could pay me to watch it again. So uh, <laughs> that should say enough. <laughs> wow, strong words. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah. I I was I was surprised. If anyone can uh, can justify it, then let us know. We did have one, if I can find it in my notes. Uh, we had a little bit of banter back and forward on it. Um, it's yeah. We had uh, we had Matt gave it not not our Matt a, a different Matt on Twitter gave it uh, minus two, which I definitely agreed with. Um, and then we had someone, I'm sure, gave us a a comment. I can't find it on the fly. Um, but that th- they um, their thoughts. I will throw it in the notes for next week because I uh, I didn't prep properly for this because oh I did 
I threw it in the other spreadsheet that I had ready for next week's episode. So I will find that and go from there. Podcasting on the fly works very well <laughs> if you want any tips for success. Uh, otherwise, we only got one extra Twitter follower this week, uh, which was Maiko from Riverside, California. So thank you very much, Maiko. Um, if you do want to, to give us a follow on Twitter, you know, we are GDAL Human Pod uh, on both Twitter and Instagram. So give us a follow. Uh, we will shout you out on for our Twitter followers. Join in our, we've got a Twitter DM group um, that is ramping up. That was good fun. Uh, they got the early word last week that uh, my soccer team didn't lose. We actually got to play before lockdown kicked in. And uh, we finally didn't have our lot, didn't lose. So it was the first game this season where we hadn't lost, which, uh, which is really draw? good. Made me feel really well. We drew. We didn't win. <laughs> but <laughs> it's progress. Still it's progress in the right direction. Uh, um, but yes, we had a one-all draw. So we're getting there slowly. Uh, but I maintain now we are a month undefeated. <laughs> Because we had two weeks of lockdown beforehand, then we had a draw, and now we've got another week of lockdown. So we we didn't play this week. So it's four weeks undefeated in real time. It's one game. But, oh well. We'll get <laughs> you a trophy. Positives. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also on Facebook if you want to find us on that, uh, Greendale Human Podcasters. Uh, anything you guys would like to add before we sign off? Uh, just the usual, uh, please rate us on your podcast apps of choice and um, give us a like. Or if you're a community or a Futurama fan, give us a comment. Give us some stars. Very much appreciated. Helps get the podcast out to the world at large. So, yeah, please, please let us know and please tell us if uh, you'd like to be a thousand years in the future. Uh, anything you want to shout out, Lou? Uh, shout out to my mum. Uh, you know, she's good. <laughs> oh, uh, she's listening. <laughs> That's one yeah. extra person. Get it out there. <laughs> That's right. No, sh- sh- shout out to you guys for letting me come on and, uh, you know, pass the time. And, you know, obviously lockdown's a bit uh, a bit rubbish, but, you know, it's good to, good to get some FaceTime with some cool chaps that you like and talk about things that you like. So... You know, always very, very good. So, you know, if you're if you're listening to this in some part of the world that's locked down, just uh, phone up your buddy and have a good conversation. Sometimes that can make you feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah, so and uh, and a big thank you for uh, for actually coming on and joining us at at short notice. Uh, we threw this together over a weekend. I'm going to have to edit this straight away so we can get it out tomorrow morning, <laughs> uh, which is going to be fun. But um, yeah, we really wanted to get something out. And so, yes, thank you, Lewis, for joining us at very short notice. Uh, I messaged you yesterday afternoon. So, <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure, um, honestly. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm happy to do it. Looking forward yeah, to, uh, we have, to the next time. Yes. And Absolutely. we have booked you in for the season finale because uh, Duncan returns. So, that was our <laughs> motivation for Brilliant. that one. But, yes, so you, we will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Um, for a regularly scheduled episode and hopefully maybe better better put together um, but yes we are the Greendale Human Podcasters 
We don't promise to be the best podcast. We don't promise to be the worst. We might be, but we don't promise to be, and we uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in for this one. Well, Jackson Jills, that's about all the time we have tonight. Yeah, until next time, may your dreams be sweet and your nightmares be spooky, monster scary, and not grandma died scary. Troy and I bed in the morning. Night.